Welcome to Green City, a podcast focused on sustainability. I'm your host, Lene Marty Henson. We invite you to listen in on our conversations for positive change. It is my hope that we can all come away with something that resonates within our own lives and inspires us to action within our own communities. Let's start where we are and find ways to work together to create more connected, more vibrant, and indeed more sustainable communities. Join us each week as we learn from each other. Today we are kicking off a series focused on Main Street communities and the unique position they hold in driving local economic development. With the holidays right around the corner, which I know sounds crazy right now, but they are, we want to explore the many benefits that buying local actually provide for communities, large and small, in ways seen and unseen. Joining me to kick off this series is Michael Wagler, Main Street Iowa State Coordinator. Michael is an experienced community development and historic preservation professional with a demonstrated history of nonprofit and government sector work. He has a passion for empowering people and places through community engagement, strategic discussions, and a lead by example style of leadership. And we're thrilled to have you join us this morning, Michael, and for really setting us up for this very important series. Excellent. Thanks for inviting me on. It's exciting to be here. So let's give uh, those listeners who may not have heard you as a guest before, let's give them a little bit about your background in your own words. Excellent. Yeah. So um, as you mentioned, my name is Michael Wagler. I'm the state coordinator for the Main Street Iowa program, and that's a, a program of the Iowa Economic Development Authority. And I'm excited to be celebrating 25 years in the Main Street and downtown revitalization world. Um, got my start as a um, at a local, my hometown community, a town of about 2,500, as an active member of their, their Main Street committee structure and, uh, you know, that token uh, young person um, board member at the time. Uh, I, I spent some time down in Savannah, Georgia, um, working with, with Main Street projects and historic preservation Um Iowa drew me back, and uh, since that time, I have been working um, with the Main Street Iowa program in, in, in all different kinds of capacities, from historic preservation specialist working with building owners, all the way up to uh, my role as uh, coordinator um, guiding the implementation of the Main Street approach here in the state of Iowa. Very good. And so for those who aren't familiar with this program, give us the mission and just some of the framework that you run this under. Absolutely. Um, Main Street is a program, uh, a national program of Main Street America. And Main Street America created a, um, a very deliberate um, implementation of a revitalization program that brings in um, the, the different forces of value that really drive our community revitalization, our, our commercial and real estate um, work. And those forces of value are meant to um, really create a structure and a framework of, of revitalization. Um, the mission of Main Street Iowa is, is in a nutshell to partner with communities across the state who are making a deliberate step to make downtown revitalization a core element of their economic development strategies and really working with them on, on strategic um, uh, technical services and strategic planning opportunities to guide the, the improvement of the social and economic well-being of their communities. Yeah, very good. And what are some of the services? Because you, you, you really are 
as someone who is involved in, in a local Main Street um, organizational board, you have such a wealth of services that I'm not sure most people realize that you are a huge resource for communities. Yeah, we have 55 designated Main Street programs across the state of Iowa, um, as small as Lansing, Iowa, that's about 999 people, all the way up to uh, downtown and neighborhood commercial districts and in, in our largest communities across the state. And our team of, of specialists that are, that are on the Main Street Iowa team become a behind the scenes um, structure, if you will, of each one of those 55 designated Main Street programs. Um, we provide a, a full suite of, of um, design services, um, both for this, our, our city partners to help guide the design guideline process and, and design management process, but also we're working directly with property owners and business owners to improve the the preservation ethic, the, the quality of design um, that's happening on the physical buildings themselves, and really driving that place-making conversation of how our, our physical environment helps create a place where people want to be. Um, we also work uh, very heavily with small business development. Uh, we partner with partners like the Small Business Development Center and, and the Rural Development Council on, on providing those services, but um, directly on our team for Main Street Communities, uh, we provide a full suite of market study and market um, services, uh, everything from market analysis to providing um, demographic and psychographic information to really help communities understand how to deliberately make decisions, not just making decisions happenstance wise. It's really understanding why we're making those decisions based on information. Um, the last part of our, our, our services that we provide is really lying in that capacity building. Main Street is a, um, a volunteer driven program. Um, we do have executive directors in each of those 55 Main Street programs across the state, but volunteers are the engine that drive each of those local mm -hmm. Main Street efforts. And so that capacity building service um, ranges from um, providing board trainings and volunteer recruitment trainings, fundraising support, um, uh, communication and branding efforts to really help communities tell their story in an effective way. And so when I say that our, our team is the behind the scenes structure is we hope that that local Main Street executive director is really driving the mission oriented work within those districts. And we don't want them or the local organizations to feel like they have to have expert expertise in all of those different elements of the Main Street world or the revitalization process. But we want them to know that they have us to rely on uh, to provide some very specific expert um, technical services on a free and ongoing basis. Now, with that said, Iowa has over 900 individual communities. And not each one of them is, um, is a Main Street program, maybe doesn't want to be a Main Street program, but we have a lot of communities across the state of Iowa that have a, a strong interest in improving their downtown. And so um, we have been really uh, excited over the last decade or so to expand the Main Street services um, through the Iowa Downtown Resource Center, which is our umbrella um, structure, if you will. And that Downtown Resource Center provides limited and fee-based services to all downtowns across the state of Iowa. Um, providing some really good assessment um, tools like the downtown assessment or downtown walk around. Um, we've been excited over the last handful of years to roll out a funding mechanism for downtown revitalization in Iowa called the Community Catalyst Grant. And also um, just, uh, just this month of September of 2021, we were able to roll out the Downtown Housing Grant, um, which is dedicated specifically to creating new housing opportunities in downtown which become 
so important to um, the sustainability of small business in, in, in local communities. It's, it's so important to that strong housing tie to economic development. So we've just been thrilled to be able to um, work directly with downtown housing from a funding partner. Right, right. Well, and I know firsthand that, that you, you are really a connector, encouraging kind of a network of all of these small communities. And you share lots of information back and forth. You're like understanding that the budgets are limited, the, the staff is limited. You just kind of say, here, take this and adapt it to your own. Nobody has to invent anything new. And that's, that's very helpful. Absolutely. And you bring up a great point that one of the strongest elements of what the Main Street program is, is the network. It's the network of 55 communities that are a network of strength and sharing. Um, you know, it's, it's the idea that no one is on an island. And the other reality that many communities, whether it's a town of a thousand or a town of 50,000, a lot of the challenges are very similar. So there is a lot of sharing that happens between that, that network here in the, the state of Iowa. And then uh, nationally, there are over 1,600 Main Street programs, so that that network extends well beyond uh, the state boundaries here and, and really creates a, a, a legitimate movement of downtown revitalization nationally. Right. Well, and as someone who works within the, the realm of sustainability, I, I always enjoy pointing out that you see a lot of recreated um, sustainable quote unquote communities around the state and country and world where they want mixed use and they want walkable communities. And, and these main street communities for the most part were set up that way from the get go. And so the whole mission of trying to preserve what is already exists and, and, you know, insert some, new vitalization so they can grow and expand is is at the very core of sustainability in my mind. Absolutely. And and you're you're spot on that um, you know downtowns and main streets uh, across the country are the model for sustainability as you think about um, walkability and the importance of creating interconnected uh, sidewalks and walkable paths and trails um, through community that ties to the the health realities of a community, both economically and physically of their residents. Um, so yeah, that that's one of the things that over the 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 25 years I've been participating in Main Street, it, it's been cool to see how that shift has happened kind of naturally, but that that wave of, of support that you see of um, as the growth of the sustainability movement has happened, so has the growth of the Main Street movement of communities that are coming to terms with the reality that they don't need to recreate, um, you know, this brand new shiny idea. It's some, in many cases, it's going back to what we already have or the lessons that we've already learned. Um, and that's where the Main Street program um, comes back in. Right. So what are some of the success stories that you've seen firsthand? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question. That's a, that's a put me on the spot question. I, I could go on all day about these, <laughs> sure. but um, some of them that come to mind um, has, uh, you know, in, in Jefferson, Iowa, Jefferson's about a town of about 4,500 in, in kind of West central Iowa. Um, they have been doing some really spectacular work um, kind of comprehensively with the main street effort. Um, but a, a single example would be uh, the forge project. And the forge is a, is a, a partnership that really created an opportunity for people to live um, in Jefferson and work anywhere in the tech sector. 
um, it, it brought in, uh, you know, kind of a refocus to rural Iowa that rural Iowa does have the opportunity to have high speed internet and what that high speed internet means for the growth of jobs and the growth of jobs, what that means for small business development in, in rural Iowa and what that means for housing in a downtown setting. So the forge project has been, um, you know, kind of the catalyst for not only other development from a from an economic development standpoint, but really for a change in attitude and perspective about who, you know, what the identity can be for a rural community. You know, we don't have to always consider rural communities of what they were 50 years ago. We could really start to think about what they can be in the future. Um, that is exciting and it's progressive and it's innovative. And I think Jefferson's uh, project really, really took a, a big leap um, in that effort, not to mention uh, the forge itself is this kind of co-working space, if you will, um, connected to a Fortune 500 company, but it's also housed in a historic um, Oddfellows Lodge that uh, used, you know, a number of historic preservation uh, incentives and really taught a lesson for other downtown projects to say, hey, you know what, I could use those incentives or, man, they use the Main Street Iowa Design Services. How can I use those to help improve my business? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really been a really cool catalyst for a, a number of different reasons um, yeah. on there. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I have yet to go out there and visit it, but I want to. Yes. So any other um, particular projects that you'd love to highlight anywhere in the state? Well, maybe not a project, but another one I was thinking of was um, it it kind of picks up on a trending idea, but it's the community of Centerville. Centerville is a town of about 5,000 in in Southeast Iowa. Um, Centerville has been doing some really great work with tracking um, with supporting small businesses, tracking local data. And uh, their Main Street program does a great job of partnering with individual um, retail businesses in the downtown setting and tracking sales tax changes over the course of time. Um, We always talk about how do you know that success is happening or or how do you quantify that? And there's a lot of revitalization that is, is, you just can't quantify it. A lot of it is I hate to say a lot of it's fuzzy. A lot of it's that feeling that you get or that, that, that attitude that starts to change. But in Centerville, they said, you know, one indicator that we could use that's not a real easy one to get is sales tax data. And over the course of the last um, seven, eight years, they've seen a 10% increase uh, nearly every year in sales tax growth. Uh, just yeah. in their downtown setting, which you could start to go into all the reasons why that could or couldn't be happening or, you know, all the variables in that. But the fact that that is changing is indicating a growth in retail sales in downtown Centerville. Um, and I'm sure that we could tell that story over in other communities, but that's one where we could point to say they're really uh, showing that impact. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. So as someone who has the pulse of small businesses, are you seeing any trends that we may not know about currently? Well, I, I don't know that there are trends that you wouldn't know about, but I think they're trends that oftentimes people don't think are happening um, or maybe should have been happening a long time ago. One of them is, you know, the reality that, that 2020 forced all of us to, to shift how we do business, whether that be our, our personal business or our, our professional business. And we're, we see, we have seen a number of small businesses that have taken the step to shift uh, some of their business model online, whether that be through tools like Shop Iowa um, that that we helped um, create as a, a a kind of a pathway to get your business online from a free perspective, um, or you know, kind of big term, big, big perspective. There is a lot of small businesses that have operated the same way 
for decades before 2020. And 2020 really forced them to reevaluate what the traditional business model means for their, their, their business, you know, from a restaurant's perspective of, of looking at how takeout um, or, or prepared food comes into the, uh, the, the business model of their, their business that may not have been in the past. Um, or for uh, some communities and some retail shops that, uh, you know, they started doing things like um, uh, shopping by appointment or, um, you know, private parties, private shopping partners where you bring in your pod to a, a business. And while some of that was very specific to the pandemic times, we're also seeing businesses that are, are continuing to innovate. Um, that modern, you know, some of those models and examples that they did during 2020 just to survive. Now they're going, you know, that was a really good idea. How can we make that a more long-term piece to bring some uniqueness to my shop or to uh, bring an experience that people couldn't get anywhere else? Um, so I think that's one of the, the kind of the bigger trends is that there's just a, a change of how small businesses are doing business. Um, one of the good, the, the great trends that we're seeing, and it's not one that I think we or, or many other people predicted, but since March of 2020, um, nearly all main, all of our Main Street programs have a net gain in new businesses. So huh. that means in downtowns where we assume that there was going to be a, a massive exodus of, of small business because of the challenges and the economic pressures mm-hmm. that were placed, we actually saw a little bit of the, the reverse where we saw a lot of people reevaluating their professional lives and, you know, use 2020 and 2021 as an opportunity to take a leap and, and start that business that they've been thinking or expand their current business into new operations or, or really look at things differently. Uh, an example of that is uh, Newton, a town of about 15,000. They had nine new businesses between March of 2020 and March of 2021. Um, and then we have also been doing some work with uh, telling the story of Greenfield, a uh, town of about 2,200 in Southwest Iowa. And their newspaper is uh, putting together a really great story of the, the, the boom of small business that's happening in Greenfield, Iowa, and really starting to try to understand some of the variables of, of why that's happening. So that growth in small business is mm-hmm. not only as exciting, but it's also picking up on that last trend that I could think of. And, and that's the, the shift towards hyper-local. I think a lot of people have always said, you know, at least verbally, they've used their words to say small business is important or, you know, that business in our downtown district is, is an important thing. And I, I would hate if they ever left. And I think people are being a little bit more proactive to say, you know what, that's a great business. And I'm going to be deliberate about making the, taking the steps to go down and, and support them or build a relationship with them as a small business owner. So um, we're, we, we kind of saw that shift in 2020 and 2021 of, you know, businesses that I could walk to, businesses that are an important part of our, our community and really understanding that there's a human aspect of small business that oftentimes doesn't happen when it's a bigger box or a bigger franchise um, where it's more of a business transactional relationship. And, and that's all great. And what would you say to our listeners who to continue to nudge them more and more in this direction, because I think there are a lot of split personalities out there. And I'll confess, I I can be one of them, um, where the convenience and safety of the the big A, Amazon, Mm -hmm. as compared to the relationship, direct relationship face-to-face of your local business. And, you know, how do we continue to nudge him more to that local shopping experience and kind of wean off the convenience of- yeah. Well, I, and I, I like the word that you, the term used of nudge. And, and I think that's in my conversations, that's oftentimes one of the biggest 
challenge is, is that people think that, you know, the big box is bad and small business is good. And I have to be on one camp or the other. And if I am a, a supporter of small business or downtown, that means that I can't be seen in the target parking lot, or I can't be seen shopping at this thing. The reality is, is there is a, a place for many of these of uh, shopping experiences in, in the economy and in, in, in all of our personal lives. So I think the incremental steps that we could take to say, you know what, it's not about shifting 100% of your, your, your shopping, your shopping ethic or your shopping habits. It's not shifting all of those over all at once. It's just saying, you know, a challenge that I often give as we come into the fourth quarter is, is, you know, I encourage my friends and family to consider how they could do half of their holiday shopping at a small business in your community or another community. So it's not about doing all of your shopping. It's not mm -hmm. saying, well, I can't find, you know, that one product at a small business and feeling bad that you have to go on Amazon to order it, or you have to go to a, another big box opportunity. It's then celebrating the idea of, but I was able to find this and this and mm -hmm. this and this and this mm -hmm. at those small businesses. So it's not feeling guilty about shopping the other places, but it's about feeling proud about shopping at, 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 you know, the places that are the supporters of our community, the supporters of our little leagues, they're the supporters of the economy. And, and, and that backbone is, is where we can start to support just a little bit more. And I think yeah. that's, that, that's, that's the mindset that I, I see that being really difficult from a shopping habits perspective. It's not all or nothing. It's just, what can we do? That's one step stronger than what we were last time. Yeah, that's a really good point. Cause I've, I've been on the receiving end of true confessions from some <laughs> local merchants who their worst nightmare is when the Amazon truck pulls up out front because they had to order something. Right, right. And it's like, you know, everybody, yeah, don't worry about it. So, but I do think, I, I think the joy of getting to know your local businesses more is sometimes you will be surprised when you go into these stores and realize how much they have right mm -hmm. there. And that, that you can often get not only a unique shopping experience, but unique gifts that they, they really work hard. And many of them work hard to buy as much as possible from small craftsmen or small business owners themselves. And that, that is the true spirit. I think of the main street community is yeah. they try to go all the way down when they're well, buying. Right. And, and I think, you know, when you get to that true spirit of the mainstream community, it's, you know, I think one of the, the misconceptions is, is we only think of it, well, I can only get this amount of stuff at this one business. But when you look at a, a main street district or a downtown district as a whole, it's not saying, well, I can only go to that one shop to get this one product, but it's how you can look at the, the density of businesses that exist in an area to say, okay, I'm going to get three things here. I'm going to get one thing mm -hmm. here. I'm going to walk in between those businesses and guess what? I may have a informal, unannounced interaction with, you know, a friend or uh, another business owner or someone that I didn't think I was going to run into. And that interaction then creates a little bit more strength. The idea that you're walking with that, you know, that, that, that shopping bag from the other business then creates a little bit more of awareness. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I appreciate the most about, you know, anytime I go to a downtown, you know, I love to stop in a couple of small businesses and, 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 you know, just talk to them and, you know, not only find out how things are going, but the question that, that kind of the indicator for me of the strength of a downtown is how open and excited that business owner is to recommend another business in that mm -hmm. district. 
So it's saying, you know what, Michael, I couldn't, I, you can't get that here, but the shop that's three doors down is spectacular. Go talk to, you know, so-and-so who owns that business and she'll be able to take care of you. Right. And it's that, that not only that family mentality, but that interconnectedness that really just creates this great feeling and, and heavily supported district that is sustainable into the future. Yeah. And on your way, stop for lunch. At <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so in our final 30 seconds, final words of wisdom from Michael. Well, and, and they're not my words of wisdom. I will take them from uh, our partners at the Small Business Development Center. And, and that's that challenge to think about, it, you know, don't make supporting small business this this insurmountable thing that you feel, you know, stress or anxiety, but there's some really easy ways to support small business. And, and the first and foremost is to get in there and shop. Um, that's the most direct way. Uh, the second way is uh, to tell others about the small businesses then and the experiences that you've had, you know, whether that's uh, at church or at the golf course or, you know, at a, uh, at a barbecue in your backyard, talk about the cool things and experiences that you had in your communities downtown. Um, and the third way is, and this is so simple, and I try to do five of these every week, is to get on and review a small business on Google or Yelp. Mm -hmm. Um, those, those reviews not only help the, uh, the, the search engine optimization of, of having people find them, but there, is so, there are so many decisions that we make um, you know, from our spending habits that are 100% based on the number of stars that I got from uh, you know, on Google or the number of, of great Yelp reviews it gets. So I think so many times as humans, we're quick to make reviews when we have a bad experience mm -hmm. and we want to show them that, but it's, it's the idea of how can we um, you know, really support those businesses through those reviews that, that take 30 seconds, but make a huge impact over the course of the time of that small business. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Very good. Well, thank you, Michael, for this great introduction to Main Street. Um, and to our listeners, tune in next week. We're going to continue this for another four weeks. And um, you can catch the podcast and blog at yourgreenportal.com. Until then, stay healthy, stay engaged, and thanks for listening. That's all for this edition of Green City. I'm Lene Marty Henson, and I hope you continue to listen in on these conversations focused on the broad realm of sustainability. I truly believe that we go further faster when we come together to have real dialogue, inspiring us toward practical solutions. Let's continue to learn from each other how best to nurture this precious planet we call home. Thanks for listening. We are truly grateful.